you and I have been in a gratitude practice on and off, which I love doing that with you, where we'll just name a half a dozen or a dozen things back and forth about what we're grateful for. Yeah, I wish I was more consistent with that practice because I really feel the benefits of doing that when we're in a in a good run on that. You want to recommit to it? Sure. Right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Starting maybe tomorrow. I think tonight. Okay. Tonight. Okay. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi. We are so excited to talk with you today about things that help us stay connected and move things forward in our lives. Yes. And this comes out of our nerdishness about, is that a word? Nerdishness? It is now. <laughs> You're such a nerd. We're nerds. We're nerds about connection and efficiency and optimization, especially in relationship to couples and how they function. Exactly. And I would say that at different times of our lives, we're doing things that are like even more geeky, like trying to like be rigid about stuff and how we do things and when we do things. And there's other times, I would say more like now, we're, we're kind of more in the flow of things. So we're not super rigid, but we're also really paying attention to some things that move the needle for us. Yeah. So we're going to start with something that we learned from Stan Tatkin. Yeah, we love Stan Tatkin. He's an absolute wizard when it comes to the interpersonal neurobiology of couples and how they function. He's a terrific human being. Uh, check him out. Yes, absolutely amazing. Stan, is it T-A-T-K-I-N? Yes. Yes, go check him out. And so this is something that we've actually turned into a vow. Surprise, surprise. But it's an agreement that we have about when we come and when we go, when we leave each other and when we come back together. And the vow that we have says... We vow to say hellos and goodbyes with love and care. Yes. Now, there's a couple of reasons why this has been so impactful for us. Why don't you start and share? I think for me, comings and goings are some of the challenging moments potentially in a relationship because we don't necessarily... Well, let's talk about the goings first, the, okay. the departure. Okay. So there's a feeling that I get sometimes when we're leaving each other's physical presence that I don't know what you're going to face while I'm not with you. Mm. And there's a sort of a poignant moment of, I'm going to hear about it later, but some of the things that happen, I'm not going to hear about. And so it feels really important to me to leave your presence with the best possible impact on you. Mm. And it's also really important for me to leave your presence feeling really secure in the connection with you. Mm -hmm. So I can carry that forward into my day and whatever I face, it's going to be impacted by that. Right. And one way that we are present with each other in the goings and the comings, it's like looking eyeball to eyeball, 
taking a moment to actually like make contact. I love you. Have an amazing day. It's not like you're walking out the door and I'm up in my office and we're like, bye, honey. You know, and we're not actually making contact. It's like a real potent moment of contact. And one thing for me on the other side of that is around the goings is I had the experience of a previous partner dying unexpectedly. And for me, it's in my bones that I don't know if I'm going to see you again. Mm. Like there's, there's a literal knowing of that possibility. And it's really important for me to have a moment of actual contact and presence with you before we leave each other. Mm. Well, thank you for offering the care that comes with that. Mm. It's so meaningful to me. Mm. So welcome. So let's talk a little bit about comings when we come back together. When we come back together? Comings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So for the nerds in the audience, um, Stan's language for this is dockings and launches. Ah, mm-hmm. So when we dock, uh, when we redock, when we redock, or maybe it's moorings and launches. When you moor your boat, you come back and tie it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Either way. So coming back together. Yeah. We have experienced things when we were apart. We're different people in some we're different form. People. We've maybe grown or transformed or had a challenging day. We don't know what we're we don't know encountering. What. Exactly. And so it's a tender moment of encounter. And, you know, potentially the other person could be very dysregulated or they could be very present. You just don't know what you're getting. Or distracted. Right. So when we come together, when we redock, the benefit for me of when I get to come back together with you and have a moment of actual presence and again, like contact, attempting to set everything aside, I feel like my presence and you being with me feels important to you. Versus if you were, let's say you were coming home and I was at home already and you're just coming in and we're not actually connecting. I'm like, it doesn't really matter if I'm, you know, here or not. Right. There's kind of like a, a question mark of doesn't matter if I'm in the room. But when you actually make deep contact with me, I'm like, oh, this is sweet. I remember who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like some kind of energetic resonance that needs to be reestablished the depth of the connection that we're accustomed to and that we have come to expect in our we is it takes a little bit of extra effort to get that reestablished. Yeah. And I would say when we don't do it and we just kind of like go about our day, it's like we're talking about things. Like I'm hearing about your day and maybe you're hearing about my day, but I definitely feel less connected to you. It feels more material and more surfacey. Yeah, for sure. Less rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's one practice that we do. I would say we're really good at that practice. I think so. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of reps in at this point. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Very committed to that. Okay. So let's get into some more like tactical nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts of what we do together. So let's go into our routines. Yep. First of all, before we get into our routines, can we talk about sleep for a minute? Sure. Okay. So I believe that we've come up with the most brilliant solution for sleep. (laughs) I love what we came up with. So Will and I have had trouble sleeping in a king size bed together. 
either we're getting like hot or somebody's tugging on the sheets or somebody's moving around too much. I can't relax if I think I'm waking you up. So, so we decided that we need to do a double queen. Yes. So we have two queens in one bed frame. It's brilliant and gorgeous. We have our own sheets. So we have bed side by side, our own sheets. And it's working brilliantly for us. Yeah, it's going great. So one thing that we'd start off in the morning is you'll set the alarm and we get up, the alarm goes off and one of us will come over and cuddle the other person, like spoon the other person. Yeah. And we snooze it twice so that the second <laughs> round, the other person gets to spoon the other person. The spooner and the spoony yes. flip. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we do this every single morning. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's wonderful. It's like one of my favorite moments of our day because I'm just Aww. like nesting with you and bodies cuddled up together so and kind of dreamy. I love it. Our little dog now has decided that the middle place between us is the best place to be. So <laughs> he tries to squeeze himself in there. <laughs> to kick him out. Yeah. So we do that, we snooze twice, and then we we started this a long time ago. I don't know how we thought about it, but how we figured out to do this. But the second thing that we do is once we're about to get up, one of us will lay on top of the other person and squish the person. Mm -hmm. Basically all of our body weight plus as much more as that we can. <laughs> and then we'll switch. Yeah, and that goes into, it's sort of a variation on a theme of mammalian regulation, body regulation. And we love it because it starts our day off with as much downregulation as we can muster physically. Totally. totally. Yeah. It feels really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine if we just like hit the alarm and just jumped out of bed without mm -hmm. those kinds of ways of connecting. I definitely wouldn't feel as connected to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we get up, we get out of bed. We have tea or coffee, and we take a little bit of time to connect with each other. Like, what are you most excited about in your day? Or if there's something that we need to attend to from a personal or business standpoint, we get that done, and we play with our dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then most days we work out. Yeah. And even more specifically, we work out at least four days a week. Yeah. Because you're on this protocol and we like to be in the gym together. So we're doing our things at the same time. Yeah. So this is probably another episode to talk about why I hired a trainer at the beginning of the year. And so I can talk about that another time. But I ended up, I've really lucked out. I found a trainer out of Toronto named Dan Go, uh, who Dan. has just really changed my life in a lot of ways. And not just working out, but nutrition and sleep and so many other things. So let's we, give a shout out. Like, so Dan G.O. Yeah. For those of people who want to go check out Dan, he's truly been such a resource for you in so many ways. Yeah. He, he's on Twitter at fit founder is his handle on Twitter. And he's, he posts a lot of great stuff there. So that's really transformed you mentally, physically, Health-wise, with even some like blood sugar stuff. Yeah, it's even been, yeah, emotionally, emotionally, sleep quality. Your body is hot. <laughs> you should see this guy in the gym. Like he's got these muscles that are popping. <laughs> you got popping muscles, honey. <laughs> I love your muscles. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> They're so amazing. I'm glad that you're into my body. Yeah, I love your body. So hot. So that's been a huge resource for us in terms of 
health and regulation and connection. And, you know, we're not doing the same thing in the gym, but we're together and we chat and talk about our day and that. So that's about usually about an hour, sometimes a little more. Yep. Yeah. And I'll do a mixture of things, including sauna, something sometimes um, in the mornings, we'll both have time to sauna. Sometimes I just sauna, but it's a really big way. It's a really important way to start our days, even when one of us doesn't want to be working out, we already know we're going to be, and having that accountability with each other really helps. So we also have a supplement and food regimen that each of us follow, which we'll talk about another time because it's a longer conversation. But then before we get ready and go to work, we're basically getting to the habit of learning how to reset our template of our temple, meaning like we're <laughs> trying to keep it clean and organized and like how do we get into the habits of, for example, putting away our dishes, putting our clothes in the laundry hamper. I mean, these are basics, but it makes such a big difference if we're coming home to a super organized house versus coming home to a house that has stuff all over the place. Yeah, definitely. I'm on a journey there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back from the break, we will get into our nighttime routine. And also we'll talk about skin time, which is a super juicy, super helpful way that we stay connected. Be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Well, let's talk about our nighttime routines and skin time. Okay, great. When we come back together, we bring presents with our comings. Yes. And our dockings. Mm -hmm. And then usually we do what we call happy tizers. Right. Instead of <laughs> appetizers. Because uh -huh. they're happy. We're so happy to see each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they're at 530 in the afternoon, typically. Yeah. We do happy tizers and we debrief our days together, eventually making our way into cooking dinner together. And then there's a various things that we do at nighttime. So one thing is we often address what we call we biz. Yes. So we biz is a list of ongoing things that we need to make sure we talk about, make decisions about issues or challenges we need to address on a personal level, level or professional level. So we do wee biz at night and, or if we don't have wee biz, that's urgent. Sometimes we will do SHT. Would you like to explain what that is? Not to be confused with shit, but S shit. <laughs> SHT. I got that term from a girlfriend and it stands for same house time. It's really fun because we are deciding consciously that we're not going to be attending to each other. And we're going to be attending to other things like other tasks, finishing up a work project or 
journaling or whatever thing is that we want to be doing. Yeah. And we usually do it for a called out amount of time. So, hey, the next hour or two hours or whatever, let's do some SHT. Right. Or this weekend, I'm probably going to need a couple hours of SHT on Saturday for X, Y, or Z. Right. Sometimes we need to clean up a rupture. And that could be quick or not so quick, depending (laughs) on the rupture. Exactly. (laughs) And then sometimes we like to watch inspiring shows. So recently we've been into watching The Crown on Netflix. If any of you have heard of that show, we're totally into it. One reason why I love it so much right now is watching this woman. It's about Queen Elizabeth, for those of you who don't know about it, and her journey becoming queen at, I think it was 24. And like this fresh new, innocent female stepping into such a huge position of power and how she dealt with that. That's why it's so inspiring to me. And I think you get a lot out of it as well. Why would you say you enjoy it? Yeah, I I, likewise, I like to see the journey of a leader from a young leader who had a lot of face plants early on and uh, found her way and found her style and, you know, had to really level up her leadership very quickly. And I also really enjoy the depth of the portrayal of the marriage and the Mm. relationship with Prince Philip. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's very interesting and complex for Mm -hmm. sure. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And then before we go to bed, one thing that I'm really working on putting into place, but again, this is like, it's not a super tight structured practice, but yeah, it does really benefit me. And sometimes you do this as well, which is journaling before bed. I like to journal about the day. What did I learn? What am I proud of? What I could have done better? And then you and I have been in a gratitude practice on and off, which I love doing that with you, where we'll just name a half a dozen or a dozen things back and forth about what we're grateful for. Yeah, I wish I was more consistent with that practice because I really feel the benefits of doing that when we're in a, in a good run on that. You want to recommit to it? Sure. Right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Starting maybe tomorrow. I think tonight. Okay. Tonight. Okay. Okay. We'll start tonight after all of our guests leave. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then sometimes we'll take a bath depending on how late it is together and either we'll meditate with each other in the bath, mm-hmm. just have our own little space, but we're connecting in some form or we'll talk through an issue or talk about what we're excited about. Just connect. Then we get into our personal hygiene habits before bed. It's pretty (laughs) routine, nothing extraordinary there. And then we crawl into bed and we are usually reading in bed. And then one person will get a little bit tired and stop reading. And then -hmm. what happens? And then usually the other person is kind of ready to spoon or be spooned. Yeah. So So the books get put down, the lights are out. And we spoon or be spooned. Yeah. Yeah. In one of our beds. So remember in the beginning of this conversation, we talked about the double queen. So usually at nighttime, we'll be reading on Will's side (laughs) and we'll be reading and spooning. And then at some point when I'm ready to transition over to my bed, my side of my bed, I will leave you and I will crawl onto my bed with my sheets and fall asleep. Yeah. For me, it's amazing to fall asleep spooning or being spooned. What does it do uh, for you? I think it's just drifting off deeply connected physically with you. Mm. feels 
really resourcing. Mm, yeah. I feel really connected with you. I actually have a hard time falling asleep when my body isn't physically touching your body. Uh, yeah. It's really meaningful. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And then just a couple of sleep aids that we use. So I use earplugs now. I've just started that maybe three months ago, and it's a serious game changer for me. And I grind my teeth at night, so I use an apparatus to not grind. And we use a humidifier. Yeah, that's key. Mm -hmm. In Colorado here, it gets super dry. And when we have the heat on in the wintertime, it's even drier. So yeah, it's pretty intense. That's major for us. And then I have a deviated septum, so I like to use a breathe right to open up my nose so I don't end up, you know, trying to use my mouth to breathe at night because mouth breathing is not great. Yeah, it's kind of loud. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not your mouth that's loud, but something's loud. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate it when you use your breathe right. Like act right, breathe right. Okay, so that's the nighttime routine. Now let's talk about skin time. So first let's define what we mean by skin time. Mm -hmm. So it started out as a practice of literally taking off all of our clothes, getting into bed, and just being with each other in bed and seeing what arises. Skin time came about, I think, for us as a, or at least from my perspective, it came about as a way to explore sexuality without an agenda and without trying to get to orgasm or get somewhere. And it created a, a kind of an open canvas of for us to, to make art together. Yeah. And so the practice is really about being with our bodies and seeing what arises, meaning like, how am I feeling? What is it like to be with you right now? Where do I want to put my hand? Mm -hmm. How do I want to touch you? What kind of touch do I want to receive? What kind of touch do I want to give? Yeah. And without the agenda, when we really practice this, and sometimes, honestly, we get into the, we kind of get into routines where we forget that there's not an agenda. And that's okay, because then we just, you know, remember next time. Yeah. And uh, we enjoy our routines. Yeah, exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. There's something really important to me about continually going back to presence and going back to the deeper listening of what is going on in our beings and our souls and trying to make contact with the deepest level of creative desire doesn't come so easily inside of a routine. Yeah. It's much easier inside of an agreement to openly explore. Yeah. And often not every single time, but I would say 90% of the time for us, that open exploration does turn into some kind of intimacy and sexuality. Sure. I think because there's so much permission there to explore. Yeah. yeah, and it's completely great when it's not, that's not what happens. Yeah. But the commitment of skin time, so we do it on hump day, Wednesdays, because <laughs> it's totally appropriate, <laughs> and Sundays. So we have this kind of scheduled routine, not to say there's not spontaneity during the week, at times when we're not super busy. And the routine of it really helps us stay connected, commit to this level of intimacy with each other. Yeah, it's um it's a way of honoring the the practice to have the commitment to do it and not to just leave it to 
the impromptu arrival of desire. And so I think it's important to me to just underline what you said that spontaneity and desire can occur at any moment in any, you know, any time, morning, noon, or night throughout the week. But it's just really, it's a beautiful commitment that kind of came out of, for me at least, the observation that a lot of couples um, start out with a lot of intimacy and then it peters off. And then I meet a lot of couples who've been together for years who are only having intimacy like a couple times a month even, or even less than that. Right. So we felt like there was more for us to learn from, you know, much more frequent commitment. Right. And I'll say that the best experiences with skin time are when we have a long period, long period of time in which to dive in together. So it's not like let's schedule skin time on Sunday from three to three thirty. It's more <laughs> like let's schedule it from like three to six. And then we might use the time up, we might not, but we have the option where we're not trying to be in some sort of hurry. Yeah, it seems important for our bodies to take, we're going to run out of time off the table, take that whole concept of that. So it, so it feels like completely open in terms of the exploration. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesdays are a little bit harder for us because of our schedules, but I feel like we're going to be moving more towards trying to have more time on Wednesdays specifically and schedule things other days so we can free that time up a little bit and have that be a little bit easier because it gets hard for those of all of, of us who work until five and then we're trying to fit in dinner and we're trying to fit in tasks and we business and all that kind of stuff. It's hard to have that open-ended skin time. Right. Well, let's just wrap up by talking briefly about routines that are not daily or even weekly. Great. And how, how we organize our our life together that way. You want to talk about what we do annually? Yeah. So annually, traditionally, we review at the end of the year, we're reviewing how we did things financially, how'd that go from a career standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. We actually use Dr. Martini's seven areas of life as a way to review how we did our year. If you're not familiar with Dr. D. Martini. You can look him up, Dr. John D. Martini. And the seven areas of life are business, finances, relationships, leadership, physical, mental, spiritual, and that's it. That's it. So we actually go through <laughs> these seven areas and we review how we think we did. And then we look forward to the next year and make new aspirational goals on what feels important for us to focus on and where we want to be at the end of that following year. Yeah. And in the same process, we renew our connection and deep understanding with ourselves by redoing the values exercise that John Martini uh, made popular. There's actually a free kind of way to do that on his website. A free values determination. Yeah, it's called a values determination, drdmartini.com. That's drdmartini.com. Martini, like the drink martini. Yes, mm -hmm. but he's not really a martini. He's a, what kind of drink would he be? Mm. White Russian? What? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's weird. He's definitely not Russian. Okay, anyway, that's, uh, one more thing that we do 
that we aspire to do and that we often do, but we're also doing it through this process of this podcast is on our anniversary, wedding anniversary, which is nine one, we like to go through some of our vows and refresh ourselves on those and see how we're doing with those. Right. So that's a yearly basis thing. And then I guess the other thing that we do not as consistently as, as we would like to, but we're aspiring to be more consistent with is quarterly check-ins on these aspirational goals that we make every year and to really help ourselves stay accountable to our we and to each other and to ourselves. And if we're way off on our aspirational goals or we forgot that we were even had them, then they probably weren't actually aligned with their values in the first place. So we have to take a look at that. Yes. And then one other thing that when we're on our game that we like to do is once a quarter, one of us will take a solo weekend. Right. So let's say you take it in the first quarter, then I would take one in the second quarter, you would take one in the third quarter, and I would take one in the fourth quarter. And the reason why that's really good for us is it will use the time differently, but generally it's a time for us to to get away from the daily, really connect deeply with ourselves. And in some form, we usually do reassess where we're at with our goals, or we work on a really inspiring project. And that gives us time away from each other, which is also useful for us to come back together. And one of us has done a lot of work on ourselves. Right. Those are really helpful drop-ins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we have for now. We'll share more at another time, but those are the basics. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.